EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM G'day, g'day, welcome. Lovely to have your company on the EFTM Podcast. Once again, uh, driving you through your day. No, not at all because you're not driving anywhere if you're in lockdown. If you're not in lockdown, um, go away. No, I'm only joking. Uh, you're entitled to your freedom and um, I won't editorialise too much about that, but <clears throat> I do and am a touch worried about the um, those places that feel like they are COVID-free and want to be that way forever because I think it's a very hard thing to maintain in the world that we live in today. You know, you all know I've been double vaccinated for some months now, it feels like, feels like a month and a half maybe, um, and I'm keen to to get overseas again for the events that I need, I want to attend. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you look at what's happening overseas, cases exist, uh, hospitalizations exist. It's managing that that is the real issue. So um, that's kind of what I'm fascinated about is how this pans out over the next six months because as much as I have great love and, and respect for the people of Western Australia and Queensland, gee whiz, folks, it's not going to be easy when... We actually do need to open up and do other things. And I want to just quickly, before I get into the gadgets and stuff, um, I did see a post earlier, and I assume it was an editorial from Ben Fordham on 2GB, you know, making a pretty good point. Um, firstly, the the, you know, the youngest um, uh, victim of COVID, if you want to call it that, was a 30-year-old 30, 30 um, who it was um, later um, confirmed... Uh, she died of pneumonia. Um, she had COVID, but she died of pneumonia. Now, the real, the realistic facts are, like a couple hundred thousand people have died in Australia because cancer is still killing people, Alzheimer's, dementia, heart disease, pneumonia, strokes, car accidents. More people died of car accidents in the last year than COVID. Um, and... We need to get to a point where we're talking about the bigger issues and I'm worried about the people who are suffering in other ways and maybe not getting treatment. Um, if you're not seeing your dentist or your doctor as you normally would be, you you should be. So, and if you if you have friends or, or family or acquaintances who you should be checking in on, check in on them because the mental health is a, a big issue right now. It's a big issue. You know, I was talking to Gus Wallen about this a few months ago, I remember, and, like, this is the problem. We, we have to be talking about how we're all feeling. Um, and, you know, I might love the idea of lockdown, but in the end, I still hate the idea that I don't have the, the freedom to move and go visit my mum. We, uh, we had a Zoom drinks catch-up with friends the other night, and one of them said, well, what are you going to do on Freedom Day, whenever that is? What's the first thing you're going to do? And I said, go visit my mum. And they were like, oh, we were kind of talking about, you know, going partying or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but... That's all I want to do, go, do is go visit mum. Um, you know, it's weird to not see people in your life. Um, so chin up, think about where we're going and how we're going to get there, and vaccinated is the way we're going to do that. And hopefully Queensland, Western Australia, Tasmania and other places get as vaccinated as they can so that when it does come to you, the effects are not as bad as they have been here. I said to someone, and this is kind of one of those awful things to say, but this is the outbreak we had to have, you know, Paul Keating style. You know, without the outbreak, we wouldn't be pushing the vaccination levels to the point we are, which in, in, in essence is going to buy us our freedoms. And I'm looking forward to those freedoms. 
Anyway, we've got a couple of calls to today. It's probably going to be a quick one. I gave you overtime last week. So I'm going to give you undertime this week because I've got we've got some logistics to sort this morning. Flipsy is on the central coast and that area is very much different to Sydney now. So I'm kind of we've put in place some COVID um, plans for the motoring team. So we've got Flipsy a car that he can hold on to until uh, lockdown lifts and then he can get back to his weekly drives. Um, it's been I just don't like the idea of the poor bloke having to drive into Sydney every every week and and you know potentially have to deal with being pulled over and asked what he's doing. I you know as much as he's doing everything illegally, he's allowed to do. Just not a great look. So um, we'll get we'll get him a car today, and we got to, so we basically got to do a bit of logistics today, driving around and picking up cars so that he or I don't need to get in Ubers. We can just do it together and get it done. So that's what I'm doing today. That's what I'm going to get rid of all this stuff and. Um, yeah, get the show done and dusted for you. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. You got a tech question, Trevor Long here, trying to help you out where I can. Go to the website, EFTM.com, click Ask Trev. G'day, Greg. Hey, Trevor, how are you? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, I'm interested in getting for Father's Day a nice set of headphones, not too dear, not too cheap, something around the middle. Yeah, what? what but what, what is your middle, though, mate? I mean, that's the critical thing here. I, I could recommend a pair of $2,500 headphones for you if you like. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's let's pull up at 300 How's that? Yeah, that's a nice price. I mean, it's funny. I was actually, literally this morning, I published a review on some in-ear ones that were 200 and I thought to myself, just a year ago, these were 300 So we're in a really competitive space for headphones right now. So you want over-ear or in-ear? Over-ear. Now, over the top, cover the whole ear. Over the full over ear, and the, for people yes. that don't know, over ear and on ear are two very different things because on ear means they kind of squash down on your um, on your ears. But some marketed are marketed as over ear purely because they have a you know the thing that goes over your head. So um, the top of the line there, you know, obviously there's some uh, there's some good brands. There's your Sennheiser. Um, you're not going to get the Apple AirPods Max. Um, but there are some Beats, but I think you'll find the Beats solos are more on-ear than over-ear. Um, what do you use them for, mate? Where do you use them? I want to listen to music on my phone and also Netflix on the iPad and music on the iPad. I reckon, I mean, both both options are at the very top of that price range, but the Sennheiser and JBL options are, yeah. are pretty darn, pretty darn good and, and can't go wrong. Uh, JBL have a, I think they're called the Club 950s. That's a that's okay. a serious set of headphones from JBL. Sennheiser have a, a huge range actually. I think they're they're the 450s. Sennheiser 450s. They're yeah, they're okay. both 300 bucks those that I've just recommended there. Now there's 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 a fair few Sony's around at about the 200 dollars price point. Very comfortable, I would say. The Sony's that are around 200 bucks, they're they've got a stupid um, name, but when you see them, you'll know what I mean. They've got very they're very rounded design. They're very it's like no, right. there's no hard edges on them. You'll see what okay. I mean when you see them in JB or Harvey's or wherever. But they okay. actually are very light on the head. I would argue. So you can't really right. go wrong with with uh, with Sony. Um, Sony JBL Sennheiser. Um, yes. Either the two hundred or the three hundred dollar price point. Uh, bang for your buck. You, you're doing well at both price points. I think. All right, and they're all Bluetooth and noise cancelling. So definitely all Bluetooth. Um, Beautiful. Your, your Sony's and your JBL's definitely noise cancelling, and the, I'm just trying to check uh, the Sennheisers at that price will still be noise cancelling. Yep. So yeah, sounds mate, good. Block out those kids. I mean the the, you, the people around the things that are going you, on. You've done well. <laughs> Thank you. All right, mate. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Good on you. And you.
Cheers, mate. And uh, if you've got a, a question you want to go shopping, um, might be for Father's Day because that'll all be over by the next episode. But uh, happy to help you find what you want next. Um, we can go a bit of online shopping together as we did with uh, with Greg. Uh, you can get in touch anytime. Go to the website, eftm.com, and click Ask Trev. I'll do my best to get you on the show. Look, uh, a quick mention of... Rob from last week, um, and also a, a shout-out to the, the many people that emailed me, um, got in touch with me via whatever mechanism, even um, even a review on the on the iTunes podcast store um, mentioning it. I appreciate it. Um, um, you know, Robert, I don't think he would mind me saying, given how, how hard... This is for him and the details he shared last week. Robert has relapsed leukemia, um, which is obviously what's brought on his diagnosis and his prognosis. Um, But good news, the TV arrived on the weekend. So um, his partner and two kids have got themselves a TV to enjoy um, and Rob won't have to worry about that. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, um, leaving a TV that's not working, which is a silly menial tiny thing to 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 be thinking and and that's exactly why i said to robert we're going to take that thought away from you and just give you the the peace of mind to deal with everything else you're dealing with but um i I was in touch with robert on the weekend because it was a very strange process i have to say you know i've done a lot of online shopping um and you know when i buy something from amazon you get a note you get an email and a buzz from your, your smart speakers and stuff that tell you when it's been dispatched and when it's been delivered and all these different things um, straight after my call with Robert, I went to the I went to JB first, and they didn't deliver to his area. Um, so I um, went to the good guys, and they were happy to deliver it. Said on the website, I paid for the TV, and it said it would be delivered on Saturday. But I didn't get any anything. There was no login to the website, no tracking information. So very clearly, like old school, you know, a truck is going to take it somewhere. Um, so I was just a bit nervous. I had to message him on the weekend and just say, hey, hi. Uh, it was a bit awkward, really, to say, hi, did the television I bought you come? You know, it was a bit, it was a bit weird, um, but I did want to make sure that it had arrived. And um, he, um, he confirmed that. He said um, he's been a bit up and down in health today. The TV arrived. Kids are super excited. Thank you. Doesn't feel like it's enough to show my appreciation and, and many such messages um, from him. He's overwhelmingly appreciative of... What I've done, and indirectly, that is an overflowing of support from you guys and girls as well. Um, you reaching out to me um, is an energy that I think Robert would certainly understand. I also sent him one of my stand vouchers. I've still got some of those, so I sent him one of those, and I bought him um, a couple of months of KO as well. He told me he's an AFL fan and doesn't mind a bit of F1 and mountain biking, so he's got some KO there as well. So all that's available on the um, uh, on the uh, on the Sony TV I bought him. So he's got a cool 65-inch Sony uh, with Google TV. Great TV, so hopefully he's going to enjoy that. Um, and hopefully he can keep on fighting and um, fight for his kids um, and um, leave, a, leave a great legacy for his kids in his, um, in his fight um, because I think that's as powerful as anything is, is showing that you're not giving up even though the end uh, may be the same. I think the kids seeing um, him fight is probably just as important and that positivity and... And, and whatnot is important, as is the generosity. As you all pointed out, uh, um, I think them seeing that from other people is important as well. So hopefully we brought a little bit of a smile to that family, uh, and I appreciate greatly 
all the messages from you guys and girls um, over the last week since the last podcast. You're listening to the EFTM Podcast. You can get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. Max is on the line. G'day, Max. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, I'm just phoning up inquiring about the Samson Galaxy A7 Lite. Yep. Uh, well, I've read uh, some reviews on it, and they're coming up pretty good, you know, price-wise compared to, say, the Apple. I'm an Apple person, but these are coming up pretty good. So you look for a tablet. Uh, what, have you got one now? Are you upgrading? Or what's the story? I, I, I'm looking to get one, actually. I'm looking to upgrade. You've never had a tablet? Uh, no, I, I, we've got an iPad. Yep. Yep. And which yeah, one have you got? Uh, the It's about five-year-old. Yep. And so who uses that? Just you or the family? Uh, myself, my wife, and my son, who's mm. 17. So we kind of just leave it on the table and we just kind of share it. And and just so, internet, Netflix, what, are you, what kind of things are you doing on it? Yeah, uh, basically just... Google, read emails. Uh, my wife watches a bit of uh, you know, catch-up TV and stuff on it. Yep, yep. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, just Google things and that. That's about it, yeah. So mate, in all, we wouldn't say we're on it all the time. Yeah, mate, I think you're um, you're absolutely narrowed it down to a great device. Uh, so the reason I ask about the iPad is because, obviously, you're switching ecosystems to go with the Samsung, right? So I always worry that people are going to go, hang on a minute, what the heck, this doesn't do that or this or whatever. So... Primarily, it will do everything you want it to do, but obviously the app ecosystem is slightly different. There's those kind of things, but everything you've just talked about, mate. The A7 Lite, I think you'll find it's two hundred bucks right now. Um, and- yeah, well, you can get the. Uh, oh, you know, you know, I don't know much about it. That's why I contacted you. Uh, the Wi-Fi one and also the four uh, G one. So with the Wi-Fi one, we're just using it around home. We're better off. That's all you that need. Saving you don't need that. What? Bucks, yeah. when, you know what? And if you do ever need it somewhere else, then you can just turn the hotspot on on your mobile phone and you yep. can pair your tablet to that via Wi-Fi. Yep. Even if you've got an Apple phone, you can still pair any device via Wi-Fi using a hotspot. So unless it's a regular and common thing for you to go out and about using your tablet on the cellular network, the 4G or whatever, then yep. you don't need the, the 4G version. Um, yep. So you're saving, I think, 150 bucks just by saying no to the 4G. Um, yep. It's a great-looking device. It's a nice, slim device. You, you know, you might want to get yourself, a, you know, an accessory for it, but in all honesty, you probably find more of those online than you will at major retailers because it's not a common device. But I know Signet, Aussie company, makes some um, some cases for the A7. 50 bucks will get you a nice little you know, ca- case that will make it stand up so you can watch your Netflix or streaming, whatever it is. Um, yep. I, honestly, I think you'll get the A7 Lite and you'll go, man, this is perfect. I don't know why we would ever need to spend five hundred bucks on a, on an iPad. Yep, and, and that's a smaller one, isn't it? Because you got your yes. A7 Lite compared to the. Uh... So the A7 Lite is is an eight point seven inch tablet. Um, yep. The the standard there's a bunch of different there's a you know a big one too, um, you know like a pro version, but you know do you do you really need the yeah, um, exactly. the power and performance of what you're going to get from the standard A7? Um, a bit of overkill, even the bigger one. It is like the standard A7 on Wi-Fi, 10 inch. So it's slightly bigger, 10 inches, um, and so that that's the other thing. Remember, you're, you're getting a smaller tablet with with the A7 Lite than what you've got now. Um, yeah. The Tab A7 standard is 10 inches. That's pretty much the same as what you've got now with your iPad. 379. Yep. That's like that's not bad value. 
but you know you can also get a, a an iPad for four ninety nine or so. So you kind of it's a hundred dollars more just to go straight all all the way back into the proper ecosystem if you like it that way. Honestly, yeah. eight inches, eight point seven inches is a good size screen. Um, just check with the wife that she's okay with Netflix or whatever she's watching on a smaller screen, but it's only slightly smaller. But otherwise, yep. mate, I think it's a great tablet. Get mate, Wrong. get one for Wrong each of you. <laughs> well, you, well, you could get three for the price of the Apple. <laughs> this, well, that's my point, right? Like the advantage there is is almost that obvious, right? Yep. Yeah. Enjoy, mate. Yeah. Just remember that it's harder to get accessories, so look for a case early on in case you're worried about it breaking or whatever. Look for a case yep. early on so you have got somewhere to stand it up, and you'll also yep. need you know it'll come with a cable, so you'll need to hang onto those cables because you probably won't have any of the cables around your place because you'll be a full Apple ecosystem. So you'll need to make sure you hold onto those charging cables and the like. Right, yeah. Easy done, mate. All right. Really appreciate your time and advice, Trevor. Good on you, mate. Thanks Thanks very much for getting in touch. And if you've got a question like Maxi Boy, don't uh, hesitate to ask. Just go to the website, eftm.com, and click Ask Trev. Um, I try and record the podcast every Tuesday morning. If you're wondering how it all works, uh, I print out a list of all the emails I've got, and I try and call as many people as I can. I mean, it's really that simple. Um, So, yeah, hopefully um, we can get to you. I, I can't get to everyone, but I'll try my best. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. So just a quick note, um, I jumped off Twitter. Now, we've had many conversations. I mainly have them with, um, with Stephen Fennig. Um, but I, I went on Twitter the other evening uh, and I tweeted this very simple conversation. I'm signing off Twitter for a while. The negativity and politics of this platform is bad for the soul, the mind and society. Ted Lasso, Season 2, Episode 4, Carol of the Bells. More of that in life. Thanks, folks. Um, I just I literally just watched the Ted Lasso episode, and it was so heartwarming. It was a Christmas episode, and by the way, it's a great season. Get into season two. I'm up to. I think I've got I've still got another one to go. Um, look, I just I think I'm I I you know this as people that listen to me with Fennec, but I spend too much time on Twitter. But also, there's just so much negativity from people, and I think. There's no way I think this is a permanent thing. I, I don't think I can not have that access to information. I'm an information fiend, but um, but I definitely need a break. And I already feel like four days later, better for it, without a question. Um, I think if I'm to forecast what's happening, by the way, I'm not just you know not going there. I got Jackson to um, to 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 change my password. So only Jackson knows the password to my Twitter account, and no, he can't log in because he doesn't have my two-factor authentication. That's a separate thing. Um, the The idea is I just need that that separation. I think the mental downer of COVID, um, the daily press conferences, all that rubbish is isn't bad is bad for us. And I think the mental energy being expanded on debating the politics of it when we all need to be one, we need to be united, and we need to understand that there's absolutely things been done wrong. But this is a global pandemic. You can't expect anyone to get it right perfectly first go. Well done. If you think that's happened, but I don't think anyone has, um, and if you think that you know locking borders to other states is a smart thing, it's not because it's you know separating families. But overall, we're going to we're going to look back on this as a as a bad period of time, not just in health but in in politics. And I think it should have been a reset because this time last year we had a great period in politics, and it's just sad that we've we've degraded from that. I might actually, you know, what I might I'm going to listen back to that show where I had Ed Husey on. And I remember saying how good it was, the, the way it was all being handled together as bipartisan. And I'm going to remind him of that. And I'm going to ask him whether or not we're, we're doing it all wrong. Um, 
But anyway, that's a side note. I'll, I'll try and think about that for the next two weeks. Um, but yes, I've just I've logged off, and and I think, as I said, it won't be a permanent thing. But I think when I come back, I'm just going to unfollow all of the newsiness. Um, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great people on Twitter. There's a lot of fun things said, and there's a lot of people who I completely disagree with or have opposing political views, but they're they're not too overtly outrageous. I'll give you an example: Dee Madigan, who you know is clearly. Um, a, a Labor Party supporter works and advertises, does advertising campaigns for them. But, you know, I know where she's coming from. It's very clear. Whereas other people say stuff as if they're not aligned one by the other. And it's like, dude, what are you saying? So I kind of want that clarity from people. And I think I'll probably just go through a big purge and just delete a whole bunch of people I'm, I'm following and make my timeline a better place. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, um, that's why I'm not on Twitter. And by the way, I'm also now putting a bit of energy into TikTok. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I have this feeling. And yes, I know plenty of people would say TikTok has been around for a long time, and it has. But I feel like it's literally hitting its straps now. I feel like that. And I'm going to be testing that heavily over the next three months. So I've, I've put together a, a plan to essentially focus my energy and my time on um, my TV, my radio, my podcast, my website, and TikTok. TV, radio, podcast, website, TikTok. That's five things. Um, that's a lot to, t- to kind of manage. Um, so I'm going to try and put a bit of effort into those things and see what TikTok does for that period of time. Um, and I'm working with TikTok on some stuff where they're trying to promote educational content. So I'm actually going to do a bunch of little videos that are just little tips and tricks and hopefully that, you know, that whether it goes viral or not, but I hope it gets some engagement. And I do love the engagement we get on on TikTok, I see comments all the time. I reply to them, and I've I've started that platform with a mentality of if you're going to be a narc, I'm going to block you. I don't need that in my life anymore. Whereas Twitter, I'm struggling with that still. So, anyway, I think TikTok's cool. I think it's fun. I think it's almost mindless, um, and you can just swipe past the idiots who are anti-vaxxers or whatever it is, you know. So it's easy to do that. Um, I don't know. There's something in it. I said this to Jolly the other day. I just feel like there's something in it, and I want to understand it before I dismiss it too much. Anyway, so if you want to find me on, on TikTok, download the app, have a look. Um, you'll find me at Trevor Long. Uh, let's keep going. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, I don't care how far into the pandemic we are, but um, things are never going to go back to the way they were, for good or for bad. Um, I remember working an office job where I would travel interstate once, maybe twice a month, and uh, you know, catch up with teams, have meetings. These days, the whole concept of office travel has, has been thrown out the window. With work from home, video conferencing, it's become normal. And it's a huge change for workplaces. There's obviously massive changes in, in place for workplaces going forward because there is the work from home mentality now, because there is this, do we really need to fly there to do that? So I actually think that the technology runway that, that exists now and into the short to medium term future is enormous for, for businesses, for offices, big and small. And uh, one of the areas that's obviously a big part of that is video collaboration. And the head of video collaboration for Logitech is Sean Burnley. He joins me on the line. G'day, Sean. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, Trevor. Yourself? Yeah, really good. It is a, a, a an unbelievable shift, isn't it? And I mean, you in 2019 couldn't have forecast how your 2020 and 2021 would have gone as a business. Um, it's been a radical shift in, in everything in this sense, hasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think um, it was something you said when before you we started having the conversation, but when you just said 
things are becoming normal. This is everything's become normal. Um, I love that you said that because I've been talking to a lot of people lately to talk about the new normal. Yeah. And I don't think it's a new normal anymore. This is what is going to be normal. And I, I wrote that down actually when you said it because I thought it just hits it on the head. We're no longer talking about what is going to be new. This is what it is now. And I think it's that hybrid working environment. It's just, it is normal to be working at home. Yeah. It's and I think that's the great thing is doing those kind of things. I remember, you know, 10 years ago, let alone five years ago, people talking about work from home and it was like, oh, no, we can't. And it was it's this kind of blanket we can't thing because it was assumed it just wouldn't work. Now, technologically wise, it works. We've proven that. From a management point of view and a, I guess a work staff point of view, is the work getting done? That's it for an individual to decide. But from a technology perspective also, looking at you know having an office in Sydney and Melbourne would be the best example, whether you're a big bank or a you know, a smaller business that has, happens to have presences, the idea of flying every week or month between offices is almost insane now that you can invest in, in quality video technology that really does make it properly easy. Yeah, but it's it, it's even beyond that. Because we're talking about what's at home, and you've got, we've got uh, Logitech webcams at home, and you've got uh, headsets, and then you, when you go into the office, you've got meeting rooms, you've got desktops. Yep. All those kind of things, we can cover everything. But the reason why it's really exciting is because we're not even talking about needing to fly somewhere anymore. Yeah. You can actually dial in from home, be just as effective as the people that are in the office, and you haven't had to travel that hour and a half on the uh, – I live near the M5, so the M5 car park at occasion yeah. trying to get into the city. You can do other really exciting things and not be having to go into the office. I used to fly to Melbourne to meet with a guy who lived in Geelong, and it was like – you know, coming from the central coast to Sydney um, for, for them down there. I mean, it's a different different everywhere. But that commute is is going to be a radical change for the future. But when we look at video technology, it's funny because I feel like broadly most workplaces, most things haven't changed. If you look at um, laptop and computer webcams, they have not improved. In fact, I think the latest iMac is the is the closest I've come to seeing a a, a, a new new computer with upgraded technology, which is why we do buy the add-on webcams because they're better yep. quality. Um, video conferencing systems in workplaces now so much better. What what are the key improvements that we see now in those um, in those systems? Well, I think the big thing is how some of the external cameras, like our Logitech Brio, mm. you're talking about a 4K camera now. Yeah. So it's it's 4K. There's compute that. This, it's got some strengths about it so that it can handle the video and it's not the load that just is on the laptop anymore. And then there's some smarts to it. So it actually calculates how the light is capturing you, making you look good as as much as it can on camera. Yep. Yep. I, I'm never going to look much better than I am. <laughs> However, something camera, about polishing something. Oh, I know the one. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But the, the, the highlight that you can actually start to make me look as good as I can look mm. makes me want to actually engage on video conferencing even more. And then even at home. So we've got a product called Rally Bar Mini. So the Rally, Rally Bar Mini is a small to medium room device. It's only it's an all-in-one speaker, camera, mic. It's an Android product, but it's all-in-one and you can run on all the different platforms. Zoom, Teams, Google, yeah. Pexip, all those, right, out of the box. Now, the really exciting thing about that is I'm in lockdown at the moment. Mm -hmm. And what's been killing me is every day I have to go and sit at my one little desk and do my thing. Mm. Now, I'm a, I move around a lot when I work. I need different environments. So even within my home, I've actually set myself up with a little um, video conferencing space 
using a rally bar mini so that when I've had enough of just sitting in my desk, it's like I go to my own little huddle space yeah. and go and sit somewhere else and use a different device to dial into calls. It's about finding that flexibility to, to not, not go stir crazy and really embrace the video conferencing to just do things a little bit differently. I'm assuming you would have seen a lot of uh, office fit-outs over the last five years. I remember the last one I was involved in was at SBS, and it was it was awesome. So funky. You know, the designers come in, they create these little little spaces, these little – it's like cafe bars where you're kind of sitting in, in booths. Um, yep. they, they create all these spaces. But often there's only yep. one or two rooms that are video conferencing equipped – um, is that going to change radically now uh, because you have products like this? You can just put this 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 product or, or others like it in those other spaces and everyone just uses their laptop to simply connect in. You know, the best thing you kept saying to me there is the word spaces mm. because it is now about how many spaces you can actually have within your environment because you don't need to have just those two video conferencing rooms anymore. And you, you are seeing a significant shift in that, Trevor. You're spot on. So what seems to be happening is it's all about whether they call it phone booth or small space or huddle space. We've got the technology to allow all those rooms to be enabled. But the really, the really cool thing is it's wherever they're putting a display. So if you're putting a display on a wall, yep. that it comes down to you should be making that video conferencing enabled. Yep. And I think that that's going to be the future because when we built meeting rooms back in the day and we still build them today at people and offices, no one ever questions that you've got to put a table and chair in the office. <laughs> it's true. No one ever says, oh, we're building a meeting room. Maybe we need a light switch on the wall, a light and mm. a table and a chair. I think we're going to get to that point where every time you're making a room and making a space, especially with this um, social distancing that we're impacted with at the moment, I mm. think that that's going to stay for a very long time. Rooms that were 20 um, people are now five or six. And, um, you know, we need to bring people in virtually into a, into a space that uh, might not have been expected to to house such few people. But how, how do yeah. you let, – let me ask you this from a – because you know we're talking about the kind of business um, end of end of the Logitech business pr- primarily. Um, how do you convince a business to invest in something like the Rally, um, as opposed to the Rally Bar Mini, as opposed to just getting a webcam from Officeworks? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's, yep, yep. what's what's the upsell? What's what do you sell people on that? How do you convince them to to get that budget? Yeah. So the the big thing for us is that. As an organisation, they've made the decision to use video conferencing. So they would have been using Zoom. They would have been using Teams. They've made that decision. But then you've got to make sure the meeting rooms become enabled. Mm -hmm. Because when the meeting room is actually built properly and you've got the camera at the front of the room with the audio and the mic, you're actually creating a quality in that meeting. Because everyone forgets you're not building the meeting room for the people in the room. You're building that meeting room for the people that are dialing into the call, that are coming into the room. So you want to make sure that the people in that room look good on camera, they can be heard, all those kind of things. But it's for the people on the other end that are trying to come in because you want them to feel as though they're part of the room. So if you're interested in making sure everyone in your organisation gets heard, you don't want to ignore the people that have dialed into the call. If you want to make sure that you've got a quality within hearing everybody's opinion and the diversity of opinion in your meeting, you've got to make sure that they're involved in the meeting. And the best way to get them involved is to make them look good on camera and actually look good um, on the display for the Mm. people to be seen. They need to be part of the call. That's also one of the risks of the hybrid approach going forward is, sure, um, we're working at 30% capacity in the business and we're doing... uh, 
Fridays are all-ins, but the rest of the days are, are staggered. And there's all these different things going on. Um, yep. It's all well and good to have um, five people in a room and five people dialing in. But if the five people dialing in are just observers on a, on a, on a group of five talking in a room, it becomes you know, challenging for the five that are dialing in. So is it, yep. is it true to say then that it's not just about video quality, the audio is, is just as important because the, the technology and the microphones of, say, the Rally Bar Mini, which is made to be used in, in a space like that as opposed to, you know, a Logitech webcam you yep. just throw on a laptop, is able to work with the multiple voices better. It's able to actually bring the audio to the viewer as if they're yep. in the room. Yeah, and, and, and that's spot on. I think finally we're getting to a point where it's not just that attach where we just say, okay, we're just going to dial this person in, they can listen into the room. They need to be participating within the call as much as they can. Mm. So because of the 4K camera, it's got a 120-degree field of view, this particular product, beamforming microphones, everything all built in so that the people do feel as though they're part of the call. Because, and the really cool thing is it's a thing called the Haas effect, Trevor. If you have a look, I used to say to people, you, sk- you always look to the lion. So you always – you know how we always look to the audio? Yeah. So if you put audio in the middle of the desk, everyone looks to the speaker in the middle of the desk. What they do is they forget, and so the people on the camera, uh, the screen, are looking at the size of your, side of your head the whole time. Right. And then what – so what happens is if you put the camera at the front of the room where the audio is – the people automatically talk to the audio. Oh, I see. Because if you're putting those little – so I think what you're talking about is those meeting rooms that have those little speakers, the diamond-shaped speakers in the middle where everyone would just talk into it. Um, But then you've got people dialed in who who really do feel like observers because people aren't looking up at the screen or the camera because that's not where the audio was primarily coming from. Yeah, they just look at the side side of your head the whole time. Uh. I was talking about somebody with this the other day and they actually told me it's called the Haas effect. It's not the – You've got to run away from the line effect is what I used to tell people, but <laughs> it, it's looking to where the audio is. So when you put it at the front of the room with the speaker, which is just like we've done with Rally Bar Mini and, and its bigger brother, the Rally Bar, um, you then got the opportunity to look where the audio is. It's human nature to look where the audio is so that people actually feel involved for the first mm. time. It's really cool. What, um, what, what do you see as being the next couple of years for this? Is this just about rolling all these kind of upgrades out across businesses as they begin to work out what their new normal is and how they evolve into the new hybrid? Um, is that essentially the, the strategy for the next couple of years? Because I'm tipping, as I said earlier, no one predicted this growth and it would have been a growth, but, you know, it's it's an important time to get it right, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, it, it'll come down to the amount of meeting rooms that become enabled. Yeah. Instead of having a couple of rooms for everybody in the business to use, there's going to be significant more volumes of, of rooms for people to use. But personally, you know, Trevor, what I would love to see, and you can only hope for it, let's call it five years. Imagine walking into spaces and we've got holograms. <laughs> Imagine walking into spaces and it's finally Star Wars, a fan of menace, when they're sitting around with everybody and you've got some people in the room and other people are just holograms sitting in chairs. Um, I can only hope that that's the future. But you never know in this space. I think that it's evolving and, and we're just releasing product that makes you look towards the camera today, mm. um, where for years the idea was to put the audio in the middle of the room and forget about the video. And so the future think, is, is not just looking at the audio and looking at the camera, but it's looking at the the shape maybe, or the avatar of the person that, that's, that's having that conversation. And that may well mean 
new numbers of screens oh. and therefore new numbers of cameras and uh, and that 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 space needs to evolve itself over that time. Yeah, who knows where the future's got us headed? And I think it's just an extremely exciting spot. But the whole thing as an industry, I think, is video conferencing will continue to be around, regardless of how it evolves in five or six years, in 10 years, in 20 years. I think we've now moved to that point in the way we work, where video conferencing has just become so part of how we do work that it's just like giving everybody a laptop to take the work nowadays. Yeah. Do you need a keyboard and mouse? Yes, you do. Well, we need to do make sure that we've got video conferencing turned on, just like we've got email. How has or is the uh, chip shortage uh, affecting your business? It was obviously pretty rough mid of, middle of the year last year because essentially, not really the chip shortage, but the, the sheer surge of supply or, or um, demand, sorry, outstrips supply. Where, where are you at today with, with meeting demand? No, yeah, I, I can't really talk about that too much, and I do apologise on that, Trevor, but um, I know that we've got stock, we're ready to go, uh, we're happy to be talking to customers, so That's we all that matters. To, to reach out, have a conversation to us, and we'll make it work for them. It's a fascinating thing. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd hazard to guess that a few years ago when you are at dinner parties and people found out that your job was involving video conferencing, they'd kind of, you know, not scorn at it, but, you know, roll their eyes as this kind of old school thing, but now... It's all the rage, mate. It's all we do, isn't it? Yeah. I'm finally the people, the people, the, the person that people want to talk to at the dinner party. I've never <laughs> been that person. So uh, it's very exciting, mate. Uh, that's brilliant. That's uh, that's where it should be, my man. Well, it was great to chat with you and uh, it's exciting to see, I guess, the technology evolve and the, and the products like the Rally Bar Mini from Logitech built built for purpose um, in those spaces that are going to be going to become the the team room, the Zoom room, whatever the heck you need to call it, whatever platform you're using, uh, I guess your message is uh, Logitech has a solution, you know? Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, Trevor. That's spot on. Good on you, mate. Thanks for the chat. No worries. Have a good day. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Shameless plug. Um, I know a lot of you are aware of the other podcast, Two Blokes Talking Tech, and uh, I appreciate if you want to listen to... And I should, I mean, I should say, I don't do the depth of tech news and reviews that I have access to here on the show. And I do that because I do that on Two Blokes Talking Tech. So for a weekly hit of Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, myself and Stephen Fennick, which we've been doing for 10 years and now 501 episodes, um, if you want to know what's happening, what's new, what's hot and all that stuff, that's where I do it. You know, I could sit here and talk about some gadgets and things right now, but I'm going to do that in a couple of days with Fennick and I... Well, I don't want crossover. I don't want to double up. I don't want to double up in your ears. So you can absolutely listen to EFTM and Two Blokes Talking Tech, and I think you'll get very little double up most of the time. Um, so Two Blokes Talking Tech, um, search for it, subscribe. We'd love to have you on board there. But more importantly, if, you, if you're looking for something different, um, we did just start a movie podcast called The Best Movies You've Never Seen, and that's aimed at me because I don't watch a lot of movies. Stephen's seen them all, so we're, we're running through movies, watching a movie a week, and we're talking about it. We're unpacking it. You can listen to the show at the start and decide whether you want to watch the movie um, and then go off and watch it and come back and listen. Or you can just listen and if you've seen the movie, you'll get you'll get reminded. If you haven't seen it, you'll get spoiled. But um, we've done Sully. We've done The Godfather. And we've done Planet of the Apes. This week, we're doing The Dead Poets Society with Robin Williams, which uh, I absolutely love. So I can't wait to unpack that one with Stephen later in the week. So the best movies you've never seen um, available every week on Friday at lunchtime. 
um, EFTM available on Tuesdays at lunchtime. Two Blokes Talking Tech available most Thursday nights. And the private feed of Two Blokes Talking Tech available on Monday nights. And if you really want an overwhelming number of podcasts with me in them, the F1 show, the EFTM F1 podcast with Harry Tucker and Connor McNally. We unpack every single Formula One Grand Prix right after the race, except for this week because it was a stupid, disgraceful farce. So we waited until the next night to unpack that one. So there's actually five times a week uh, during F1 season where you can get me on a podcast. But most importantly, if you haven't heard and haven't subscribed, download the best movies you've never seen on your favourite podcast app. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Paul. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, look, I purchased a 55-inch uh, Hisense TV just a couple months ago. Yep. Uh, what do you think of it, mate? How's it, how's it turned out? Yeah, no, it's not too bad. I originally purchased it more for the KO, like I had the app on it and the Netflix. Yep, uh, so it's a, brand, it's a 2021 there. model, so has it got the KO on the on the remote control as well? Yes, it does. Perfect. So it's really good that way. But I've just realised uh, for my son and uh, my wife that, Disney Plus apps and other ones I can't get on there. No, you're so, right. It's it's probably you would call it a third tier TV in terms of app priority. Uh, most right. apps launch on Samsung pretty much the day they're launched. Uh, LG seems to to cop a, a quick second bunch, and then then Hisense. Although Hisense has Ko before LG do, so there's no no LG TV that has Ko yet. Um, right. Anyway, that said, look, that's that's a problem with every single TV. You know, pretty much yeah, except okay. if you buy an Android or Google TV, um, mm-hmm. like a Sony, um, then right. you're up against it. Even though, um, even a Sony Google TV won't get the Foxtel app, whereas a Samsung and even the Hisense have the Foxtel app. So, oh, okay, mate, it's it's almost impossible to say this is the be all and end all. Um, mm-hmm. But what I would say to you is, it's a cheap solution for you. So, right, go and buy a thing called the Chromecast. With Google TV, it's very very important okay. that you get the Chromecast with Google TV, and you'll know it's the right one because it's it's on the box. It's a picture of the little Chromecast dongle. Plus, it's got this little tiny remote, so that's the Chromecast right. with Google TV. Plug that okay. into one of the HDMI ports, set it up with a Google account, and that has every app except Foxtel. It's the only one I've found that's not on it yet. Um, right. It certainly has Disney, has Apple TV as well, um, okay. Netflix, and all of them. Obviously, built into the TV, you don't need to you don't need to use the uh, the Chromecast for the Ko app, but it's there if you need it or, or wanted to use it differently or you have any issues with the TV itself. So, I've found the okay. the Chromecast with Google TV to be the best because it's cheapest. It's mm-hmm. super robust; like it works really well. There's plenty of cheap streaming TV boxes out there, but they're right. all rendered completely useless when you've got something as good as the Chromecast out there. Oh, okay, great. So, mate, got to keep. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Is there is there right. a is there a rhyme for happy kids? Uh, uh, not at the should moment. Be, shouldn't there? <laughs> yeah, there should be. That's a bit hard at the moment. Pretty much how we all roll right now, isn't it? But yes, um, mate. You know the kids are watching a bit of that now, especially in lockdown and the like. So look after them. Um, get them a get them a little Chromecast with Google TV. You'll find the how old are the kids? Uh six. Yeah, mate. They'll work it out in no time <laughs> how to navigate yeah, yeah. the Chromecast. No, exactly. Yeah. All right, mate. Good luck with the Chromecast okay. with Google TV, my friend. Okay. Thanks for your help. Appreciate Cheers, it. mate. No worries at right all. Now. Um, that's. I mean, that's. I suggest that to a lot of people, obviously. 
but it's it's a great solution. It's painful that you've just bought this TV and it doesn't have one or two of the things you want. But as I said, you could have bought a brand new LG. You could have spent thousands of dollars on a brand new LG and still not be getting KO. Um, and you know Disney Plus is on some, but not all. It's hard. There's not really one that one one that reigns supreme. Telstra TV is another option. Obviously, I, I should mention that when when applicable. But I just don't like being tied to a telco. So that's just me. Um, and I do think that the Google TV is better than Telstra TV if I had to pick between the two. Um, you know the drill. Go to the website, eftm.com. If you've got a question, I'll try and get you on the show. Um, I, I, You know, I love watches, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Um, I've got a few tags. I've got a million G-Shocks. Um, got some Casio edifices. And I've got a bunch of no-name ones that I had on a subscription. I was in America with a family for two weeks and I bought a, a watch I saw on TV. I think it was called Movement MVMT. Um, I've just got the new Casio Pac-Man to, to play around with. Very nice. But a man who you may or may not remember, Sam Scontos, who I interviewed when he was um, heading up Alcatel, TCL in Australia. He's moved on to do his own thing now. Um, we, were, we were having this chat about his new business and he's got a bunch of great new products coming out um, across the tech and lifestyle space, which we'll tell you about over the course of time. Um, but he also sent me a watch, and I've been wearing it. It's, uh, it's a brand called Charmeur, C-H-A-R-M-E-U-R, which is, I think, French for charm or charmer. Um, and, and he said, this is uh, a very nice brand if you want to have a review of it, because I reviewed the Blessington that I saw on TikTok. And um, I, I did that. It's a beautiful watch. I... I I said I love the look of the Sportmaster, it's, and it's an enormous watch. Like, it's a big face, big watch face, and that's the way I like a watch. So it's a $700 watch, but here's the fascinating thing. This is, I said, so when is your company going to have this out? And I'm like, oh, what? Um, and um, he sent me this watch, and I said, he said, no, no, that's just my my company. That's just what I do. Uh, what are you talking about? Um, so this is just his passion. His passion for watches led him to find a watch factory in Switzerland. So this is a Swiss-made watch. Um, you know, it's remarkable to think that someone would create a brand of their own. I love it. I love the passion that you you love watches so much you're literally finding your own watch brand. I'm kind of now thinking, what can I do to do my own? Because <laughs> it's actually really nice quality, beautiful quality watch. Um, and I just want to encourage you, if you're a watch fan like me, there's a, he's got literally, I think there's 17 or 16 watches all different faces. You know, I won't lie, it's a very much a tag lineup. You know, there's there's the diver. It might, it might look a little bit like the aqua racer. Um, there's the racer, um, which is obviously like the F1 um, series from tag. But they all, they're all beautiful, and they're very good quality. I think around $300. The one I've got is about 700 so that's, their, that's their, their biggest and most expensive. But beautiful, beautiful watches. So if you're looking for something to treat yourself... Now go to EFTM.com and look for that, that Charmeur watch <clears throat> or just look them up direct. C-H-A-R-M-E-U-R. C-H-A-R-M-E-U-R. Have a look. Buy yourself a watch. Treat yourself. Treat the loved one in your life, the man in your life um, who deserves a beautiful timepiece. Buy this because it's an Aussie guy with a passion for watches who's just created a brand. And I love that. That's probably what I'll do when I'm older and retired if I've still got money. You know, just do silly things like that. Uh, anyway, check it out online, EFTM.com.
Get in touch if you've got a question, a tech problem. Trevor Long here taking your calls. Anything I can do to help, I'll try. Frankie's on the line. G'day, Frankie. Uh, hi, Trevor. How are you? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Yeah, I've just had a, an issue. I bought a, an Apple uh, box to stream um, primarily off to sports, watch the, the Premier League. Right. Um, and we had a – we've got a, a – not the best brand TV, um, a JVC. Um, it's only three years old. Shouldn't matter. Um, but so hang on, to be clear, you've got an Apple TV? Little yeah, box? Uh, Apple box, yeah. Yeah, Apple TV box. You've got the little Apple remote and you plug that into the JVC TV and you've got yep. an Optus Sport subscription, did you say? That is correct. Okay, so you're using the Optus Sport app on the Apple TV and what happens? Yes. And, um, yeah, you just get a, a big buffering signal or it goes black with a, a line on the bottom and it sort of tries to buffer um, and it just does not work. Um, I've tried resetting the box. I've tried to um, re, um, reinstall the app. I've tried to, to, to wipe off the, the Apple um, itself um, and nothing works and then I, I tested it out on another TV um, in the house and it worked instantly so I'm thinking it might be the TV but if you've got any other sort of um, yep yeah. now here's I don't think it is the TV right you could put the cheapest po- I got the, I got a super cheap TV in the kids games room with an Apple TV hooked up to it looks great works great no dramas but let me ask you this in your house you got a single story or two story house uh, single. And how far apart are those two TVs you tested it on? Uh, not that far apart, no. Like one room or two rooms different? Uh, one room. Which TV is Ten. closer to the modem? Uh, the living room TV. The main Which TV is, is closer TV. to the to the modem? Router, yeah. Well, Correct. That just throws my theory out the window then, doesn't it? <laughs> um, the Apple TV has um, the ability to have an Ethernet cable plugged in the back of it. Are you running it on Wi-Fi or Ethernet? Wi-Fi, and I tested it with the Ethernet cable yep. um, for some advice from an IT guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, essentially it didn't work either. Really? Yeah. That's very So what we're saying is in the lounge room with Ethernet and Wi-Fi, Apple TV doesn't work, but in another room... It works fine. Perfectly, yep. Correct. Mate, I'm I'm blown away by that because the TV, frankly, has no input into what's going on. Is the TV in the other room mounted on a wall? No. So it's a bit, it's a Sony Bravia, so it's a little bit of a oh it is a How big way is it? better TV. Uh forty Mate, pick 40. it up and take it into the lounge room. Okay. Because the the only mate, I know it sounds ridiculous, but the television is just displaying a picture. That that buffering circle you see, the white line at the bottom, you know, trying to skip to the next event or whatever. That's yep. all. That's all coming out of the Apple TV. That's okay. that's that's on the image. That's the image that your TV is receiving. Your TV, if it's got a problem, will simply show a black screen and like a loss of signal to the Apple TV. <clears throat> so mm. you buff like if there's if there's other flickering issues with it, then it could be a setting of the Apple TV, but it's the streaming that's that's a problem. So it's the connectivity. So it kind of makes literally no sense. I won't lie, which is obviously why you're at your wit's end. I can hear. Um, but for the full for the fullness of you know trial and error, 
put that Sony Bravia in broadly in position. So keep the Apple TV where it normally is with the with the JVC, and only move the HDMI cable. Do not put the the Apple TV in any different position to where it normally is in that living room, and plug it into okay. the Sony Bravia and see what happens. If it works, then mate, I, I you've got some kind of poltergeisty thing going on, or someone's going to have to tell me what I'm missing here because. It makes no sense. The The screen it shouldn't impact buffering. But it could be that there's something as simple as in that cabinet where you've got the Apple TV, there's something else that's interfering. And that's causing okay. some sort of disconnectivity. But that doesn't explain the Ethernet not working. So, um, you know, ensuring that you know, you've disabled Wi-Fi when you've plugged into the Ethernet, all these silly things are, are minor. Yep. But honestly, I need you to trial and error that with the Sony TV. Failing that, um, you know... I don't want to encourage you to get a new TV just so that your Apple TV works. It just doesn't make sense to me. It feels okay. like it's, it's more like the Apple TV's got the problem than than the television itself. Yeah. Um, Wi-Fi signal is is a a nasty mistress in your in your life, and if if it's causing problems for that Apple TV box in its position, then repositioning that with the JVC TV, putting it up and out, um, you know, trying those kind of things. Might yep. give you because essentially you need to trial and error this, right? Why is the Apple TV working in that position and not the other? Then yep. move it around. So move it around that same position. So on top of the bench, frankly, hold it up in the air and say, like, do silly things to understand what what works and what doesn't in that general area connected even to the JVC TV. Oh, it's got me stumped, Trevor. Mate, <sighs> mate, if we went in lockdown, <laughs> I'd be on my bike. I'd want to see this for myself. <laughs> It's it's oh, remarkable. Yeah. I've never heard anything like it. So, mate, have a play around. See what you can diagnose with both the movement of the Apple TV in that same connected to that same TV, and then secondarily yeah. where it's not working, plug the the different TV into it. Let me know how you go. No, we'll do. Thank you very much. Appreciate the, right. uh, the 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 time. I don't want to say you got me stumped, but you may have stumped me. <laughs> have a good day. All right, champ. It's good on you. Um, so, that's a really interesting one because. Like, you can hear me thinking through it, right? You can hear the logic of do this and try that. But and normally that kind of brings the problem to the surface. Um, but in this case, it kind of makes no sense. So if you've got any views or thoughts on that, and I have ne- no problem with anyone ever emailing and saying, I heard that call, I think you should have done this because I've got to learn as well. I only learn these things by having the problems or seeing the problems and finding the solutions. So don't be afraid to tell me what I could have done differently. Uh, you're listening to the EFTM podcast. All right, thank you for listening. Uh, great to have your company once again. I appreciate it. And again, thank you for the lovely notes and words um, about Rob and, and his call and his plight. And we're wishing him all the best and sending our love and energy to him and his family. Um, but most importantly, you should stay well as well. You should stay safe. You should stay at home. Um, and you should reach out if you need to chat. Um, if you're struggling, during COVID, during lockdowns, even if you're in another state and you're overwhelmed by it, talk to someone. Um, send me an email. I don't mind. Let's um, let's just make sure we're all good together uh, as we push through because 2022 is going to be awesome, super awesome. Because I tell you this, by the time we get through this, Australia will actually be in the best place because we'll have the best vaccination rates. We'll actually have the best vaccination system. We have the best health system. We're actually going to be best placed because everyone in the world wants to come here um, our tourism will rebound. This is going to be the place. 
I, I, I genuinely believe that. I'm really excited about the future for Australia. So let's not get bogged down on daily press conferences. Let's just positive energy about everything. See you guys. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM.